What is up, Nerf Herders? And we are back yet again, continuing this actually really effective uh, schedule that we've been able to keep so far. I know, uh, man. We've kind been, of surprising. We've been knocking it out of the park. I dig it. Considering like everything that's been going on and like everything being slowed down, and all that stuff, we're still we're going strong for right now. For right Neither now, one of us have caught the coronavirus, so I can't really say what might happen should that happen. Mm. But mm -hmm. hopefully. With our social distancing techniques, we're we're still going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, however, uh, now this is a very nerdy podcast, but current events in the in the nerd world aren't aren't. There's not a whole lot of fire going on right now. I mean, everything's basically just getting delayed. If you're looking for like nerd news, everything's getting delayed. Um, but as far as social distancing goes, there's a lot of news going on there. Because uh, I see that you actually put in our show notes the same thing that I was going to bring up. Is that uh, spring breakers are like flocking to popular spring break locations. Disregarding the fact that that is a terrible fucking idea right now. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, we, were to, if we were to title the first half of our conversation tonight, it's going to be uh, don't be an asshole. Don't be a coronavirus asshole. And uh, Spring Breakers are currently among the top of that list. Um, there's that, that video of a few of them being interviewed that's going around. and oh, God, so, so irritating. You too. can't help but just be like, just like, you know, bite your tongue as you watch them. Because they just, they're just, uh, they're assholes. They're such privileged <laughs> assholes. Little assholes. That's what they are. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a level of stupid that that's going. It's so like, it's there's the one chick who was uh, talking specifically about how like she had just turned 21 that year. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I was like, so okay, so first of all, you've been there several times before you were even legal, legal to drink. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like the entire time she was talking about it being her first time turning 21, she's just gonna get super drunk until everything closes and just like this might be your last birthday if you aren't careful like because this shit ain't no joke i mean like, yeah young and healthy sure but here's alcohol alcohol doesn't have that good of an effect on your immune system yeah and your age i'm sorry it's not it's not absolute that if you're no, young you're safe okay but even more so it makes you look like a selfish dick because even if you're young doesn't mean you can't catch it it just means the likelihood of you dying from it uh is is low but you can still catch it and you can still spread it and i'm pretty sure you got parents i'm pretty sure you got grandparents i'm pretty sure you got little nephews and nieces and you can easily spread it to them so just because you're immune doesn't mean you're not a walking uh you know uh virus spreading around to everyone you know The uh, the the really sad thing is just like how irresponsible it actually is, and how there was just no regard for like they were completely affluent to the situation uh, when they were talking. Like the, I think the the leading guy that they actually interviewed was basically saying, "Yeah, if I get it, I get it, but it's not going to stop me from partying." It's like, is it really that fucking important? Is it really? Like, I understand that you you planned a trip, and that you. Like, everybody who's put plans into a vacation, who's had to call off those plans, 
it sucks. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to fault you for being upset about having a vacation that had to have gotten canceled, but you still canceled it. So, you're showing a level of responsibility. Well, these fucks didn't do that. Right. Uh because and and it's not like this vacation was something that they needed like a huge getaway from. It's spring break. Yeah. It's like, it's one of a billion spring breaks you're going to have and you're acting like it's the last one ever or or whatever, or you, for some reason, you, you are the special few that get to celebrate when everybody else has to be responsible. That makes no sense. And I get it. I get it. If I get Corona, I get Corona. I, okay, I understand you believe that you'll be okay. But again, you're forgetting that you are, can still be a carrier. You could still, just because you don't die from it doesn't mean you can't go back home from Florida and infect 45 other people in a day, okay? So you're just, again, you are putting yourself above everybody else. And, and you know, I don't expect college kids to be adults uh, or to be smart about it. Um, granted, that is also a stereotype against college kids because I know there are plenty that are smart about this, that aren't, that aren't pulling this shit. But, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, and then on top of it, when they're saying it's real, I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. It's not that big of a deal. Um, this was Brianna leader, uh, that, that 21 year old spring breaker. Listen, listen, you are going off, uh, president Trump's script from two weeks ago, and he's even changed his tone. So, you're telling me that you are more stubborn than President Trump right now? That is ridiculous, okay? He was the one for for months, for months downplaying this, and now he's finally stepping up to the big boy table and saying this is some serious shit. So if he can change his tone, bitch, you have no excuse. And I don't care, man. That be- that That beach is not that important. Um, getting drunk off your ass is not that important. And you know what? If you really want to do it, I say put them all on a boat, ship them over to that fire festival island, and leave them there for double the quarantine. And then if they survive, they survive. But then, you know, then they can come back, maybe. Yeah, they could probably just stay. Like, <laughs> just yeah. stay on the island? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fine. And you can ship the fire I, festival guys back over there with them. You can you can have fire festival 2.0 and throw jaw rules lion ass over there as well. And you can or, have a party or just 1.0. <laughs> yeah. Or just 1. Just 1.0. 1.0. Yeah, that's fine. 1. 1.1. 1. That's fine. Fire festival 1.1. We fixed the part where we didn't have people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. It's getting to a point where we're starting to see more and more of the extremes because the like the general consensus is now this is something serious. Uh take it seriously but don't freak out. But now we're but now we're seeing like the two ends of that spectrum which we all knew we were going to see. Like we knew this was going to be an occurrence. And so we're seeing a bunch of people who are uh not treating it anywhere near as seriously as it needs to be saying that they're blowing it out of proportion. Or calling it like a government conspiracy and crap like that and assuming that it's fake, which is all Mm. kinds of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Or the people who are freaking out like this is the next end of the world. And 
and these are the these are the people who were actually hoarding toilet paper and food and stuff like that. Not the people who like bought a lot. I'm talking the people who really bought a lot and were like stocking up a a bomb shelter or some shit, thinking that all hell's gonna break loose. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah, there's just no like unfortunately the middle ground is uh not prevailing in in the media. Like, cause in the media, they're, they're going to talk about all these sensational stories and, and it's just going to, well, that's the, the doom of a 24 hour news cycle is that they've always got to have something to talk about. Absolutely. And honestly, there's only new information, new pertinent information about this disease every so often. Right. There's not going to be enough updates to keep a 24 hour news cycle, like occupied. There never is. There never with, is. Like riveting. No, no, there never is. But even with this. I mean, it has been interesting to see the stuff that people aren't talking about that they should be talking about. Like how in Italy, the, the canals are running co- almost crystal clear. Yeah. Like there, like there was marine life in the canals in Italy, which are normally just, just look like sewer water. Yeah, yeah. They said dolphins but, in Venice. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and there, that's there swans swimming around and stuff like that. Like, and, and that's amid all the years. chaos in Italy. Cause I mean, Italy has that has the most deaths per country currently in the world. They've got, they've got 3.4 thousand deaths um, right now and they're on lockdown. So, I mean, yeah, there's a, which is a huge chunk of the 11,000, the 11,000 death total. Like just think about that one country having right. that many. And there's currently and some at- like seven, almost 8,000 that are also in critical, serious and critical condition of the active cases. So it is a serious thing, man. I mean, like you just, you got to be daft to, to not understand that this is serious. I get it. We all have different coping mechanisms. And and props to you if you are not freaking out. You know, when I think about it too much, I do have like a little panic attack and I'm just like, am I doing everything? You know, um, am I doing everything I can do? And and I don't you know, I'm I'm holding my own better than other people that I know. But, you know, if it's if you've got that solid confidence, good for you. But when it gets to the point where you're putting other people in uh, in danger because of your denial then that makes you an asshole. It doesn't make you special. And it and and we shouldn't feel sorry for you and you're not a victim. You're you having to change your plans like everybody else doesn't make you a victim. It makes you a dick because you don't you can't understand. It. Yeah, like you said, I was I was upset um that my two big uh events this month that I had spent money on that I was hoping to make money on got canceled, but I obviously understood. Um, and I didn't throw a fit and I didn't try to go anyway and I didn't try to buck the system. You know, I understood. I got over it. And people like this are just, you know, they're the they're the example of privileged assholes. And and they and like I yeah. said, they should just be shipped off and go away. Well, in in less shitty news, uh, you've got another show note in here, and I only heard about a couple of them, but we've got some celebs who are. Uh, well, these are okay. Are so making slight asses of themselves. Yes, and some of them more serious, but I did. I I did a. There's I. There's a lot of celeb back and forth. When we, everybody gets tense. Everybody gets tense. Everybody gets stupid when they're locked up. Okay, I think the majority of people are sure. are doing are doing the smart thing, they're social distancing. But then, you know, 
guess what happens? You, when you can't go out on your own, you start going out on your own digitally. And, and if you read too much into Twitter, into social media, it is easy to become an asshole. It's easy to become a cynic. And, and I totally understand that, man. You spend too much time on any social media channel, it's going to get under your nerves. And you can, you can you know, get away from it uh, or you can dive deeper into it. And that's never a good thing. So I'll give you some examples. One example of people taking it too far. Um, Gal Gadot the other day put out a video um, where, you know, she was... Uh, Her singing Imagine? Yeah, she she and a bunch of other celebrities sang uh, Imagine. Um, James Marsden, Zoe Kravitz, Adam or Amy Adams, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Natalie Portman, Kristen Wiig, a ton of people... Um, on this uh will ferrell ton of people in this video these were not like crazy elaborate shots most of them were just like really close selfies on their couch um singing part of this song and people fucking freaked out saying how dare you you pompous elite assholes um how dare you we don't want to be sung to uh uh you know we, we don't want uh, to see how you're all are doing. You should open up your purses and give us money. I'm not, I'm not uh, paraphrasing. That is what people have been saying on here. And you know what? I'm sorry. If that's how you feel when you see that video, then you are a dick. Um, it's, yeah. you know, first of all, the only reason you're seeing that video is because you follow one of them. So you've already been obsessed with their life. But all of a sudden now... Because things are tough, suddenly they're the enemy. Like I get it, they're they're the elite. They've been the elite for a long ass time. So suddenly you're changing your tune just because you know things are a little tense right now. But they they took a second to sing a song and to share it, and you got mad at that. That's that's being an asshole. Okay, but. That- well, go ahead. What What are your thoughts I mean, you on that? I also don't know if these people have actually done, like, what these people have done with their money to help people out. Right. Like, if they have made donations and stuff like that, like, that isn't the that isn't going to be the news that's super grabby. Yeah. Like, and not all not, of them want to tell you that. that start you know, jumping on. We don't always get no. Like, who who did someone? Ryan Reynolds just gave like a million dollars to a food bank or something like that and somebody picked up that news and ran with it and that is great but you know that doesn't mean that we know that all of these ones didn't do that just because there's not a story on it yeah i mean i mean like it was inevitable like when people are actually when people are trapped in their homes and like have nothing to do but sit around and like check on social media like there's just gonna be people like we we already live in an outrage culture about the slightest fucking things yeah like like so when when people have nothing better to do but sit around and watch about like because like hashtag imagine is trending on twitter's eighteen thousand people tweeting about it right mm-hmm. now and uh yeah like just scrolling through like i'm seeing a lot and how people are like just considering it condescending. So like, really, it's not. It's like, and you know, like you you really expect this person to Venmo you like a specific amount of money to right. help you out? Like, right. And people do. People do. 
And some people were saying, you know, because Gal Gadot had said that she saw that video. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a video of some some people in Italy playing music from their balconies and other people kind of enjoying it and singing along. And she said she was very inspired by that. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's great. And, you know, they, they took five seconds out of their day to make a fun video. And other people are like, I'd rather see that Italian video than you. Okay, well then go see the Italian video. No one's making you watch the Gal Gadot video. You clicked on it. You clicked on it, man. And, you know, like, again, there are things out there that I can understand being a little ticked at. Like, for example, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger um, posted a video. He's posted a couple videos of him in his McMansion. He's in... He's in the uh, jacuzzi with a cigar, um, playing with his dogs, having a drink, saying, don't go outside, stay in your home. You've got everything you need in your home. Now that I could see ticking off some people and some people saying, hey, asshole, we don't have a whole grocery store in our McMansion at home. We, we can't do that. You know, it's a little harder for us to do that. He, he's he's posted multiple videos of him just laying back in luxury and 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 yeah his message without the visual might sound like a good thing but with the visual I can understand that pissing some people off uh likewise you have um what's her face uh Vanessa Hudgens now again she didn't say anything that was crazy but she said it, she she did an Instagram live session where in a weird, like, childish, um, like, almost filtered voice, she said, she, she went on this little thing about how waiting till July sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Um, I'm sorry, but it's a virus. I get it. Like, I respect it. But at the same time, I'm like, even if everyone gets it, like, yeah, people are going to die, which is terrible, but like, inevitable. And she said it with this weird accent, like she was like a young little kid and trying to be cute. And it came off, it came off wrong. And some people, you know, uh, have come out, like Chrissy Teigen have come out and said, yeah, it was stupid. She had a dumb moment. Don't try to cancel her. But yeah, she said some stupid shit. And I can, like I said, I could see people getting irritated by that. And saying, yeah, you're you're coming off a little elitist. You like you have the money to live in luxury while we're kind of worrying about are we gonna have toilet paper at the end of the week, you know? So there's 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 parts of it that I understand, but there's parts of it that I don't. So I'm just kinda if I could say anything to the world, I'd say try to stay off social media. But if you're gonna be on there, you know, try to calm down, man. Pick your battles. And a couple celebrities singing you a song, that shouldn't be pissing you off. You, you know, don't don't be that kind of an asshole. Yeah, and, you know, like, the people who are freaking out that these cele- Like, the the one tweet that I actually saw was, uh, God, I, I, I've lost it here in the scroll, but uh, it was one guy saying, it's actually nice to see that a lot of celebrities are just like me, terrible singers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is great. But there's also people who are talking about. It's like, oh, I can't believe you ruined Imagine, the greatest song ever written. It's like, all right, chill the fuck out. 
Okay. <laughs> I, like I promise you there's a worse cover out there. I promise you. There's 10. Just Google it or just go on YouTube and type imagine cover. You'll find loads. Calm yourself. It's like, first of all, you can get John Lennon's dick out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down a little bit. But second of all, it's like, yeah, if they had. If you really want to compare some celebrities selfie videos with fucking. Like a legendary songwriter's music, like and you're you're really going to be setting yourself up for disappointment pretty much 100 percent of the time. Right. Like, I I don't really fucking know what you're expecting. Um. The, the the real problem that I see with just like because we see this in just about every aspect of entertainment that there's this cancel culture is just getting ridiculously out of hand and and it's becoming like it's becoming like a new thing that people really want to do and, and it, like it, I mean I mean it used to be something something like really serious that people would get called out for. Like something like they had to do something pretty bad. I mean, this is this is several years ago, but like you had to get caught doing something pretty fucked up before people were like, you know what? I'm going to ruin your entire career. Like, I can't believe that you've done this. This is ridiculous. And almost everybody, for the most part, was on board because it was something pretty fucking awful. Yeah, like sexual assault. Like, yeah, <laughs> sexual assault. Um, general. Like, uh, God, I can't remember the celebrity's name, but uh, they were caught. God, they were caught embezzling or something like that. Like, they stole a fuckload of money from a charity. Oh. Uh, and it wasn't a political candidate. <laughs> like, oh. Like, yeah, I don't know. Even though, even though that, that was a big thing. Um, no, like, like, it, like, it was serious shit. But now, like, like Kevin Hart. Like, I don't like Kevin Hart a lot as a comedian. Like, his comedy doesn't really get me going. Like, he's got some funny stuff. Like, he's great in some movies. I, like, but, like, not so much to where, like, I'm going to be the type of person who's going to scroll back in his Twitter history for several years to try and find something scandalous because he's hosting the Oscars. But that's what happened. Somebody went back in his Twitter history, found a joke. Like, he's a comedian. It was obviously a joke. And tried to blow him up about it. Like, it's it's happened to just about every celebrity out there who's made it into any real prominence. And it's just getting ridiculous. It's like, okay, so people can't... People can't make jokes. People can't be wrong. Like, people can't have mistakes ever. And it's like, no, you're... People look up to you. It's like, yeah. And having them fuck up and be forgiven... Or having or giving them the the leeway to fuck up every now and then and apologize, make it better. Like that should be something to aspire to. It is. It's it's yeah. It's not that people can't fuck up. It's that apparently people can't grow. It is you are yeah. who you are. If you said something a decade ago, you apparently live and die by that now because that is true of all of us. Absolutely not. That is not true of all of us. And, you know, listen, I mean, I can understand. I can understand if you, um, if if somebody that you looked up to or somebody that you see as, as an elite or as a star, as a celebrity, did something to offend you, and then you're just like, you know what? I don't care for that guy. I don't care for that gal. I'm not going to watch their films. I'm not going to support them. 
you know what? That's you, yeah. man. And if someone says, oh, did you see that new, you know, so-and-so movie? And you can be like, you know, I just don't like them. I don't like, they did something. They rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not going to watch it. It's just not me. Okay, that's one thing. But then if you make it your mission to destroy their life, I mean, again, there's times when, like, sexual assault, they raped somebody. They got away with some nasty-ass, badass shit. That is, yes, they should be canceled. They should be punished. And yeah, I can jump on the band. I can jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, then. I mean, if they've passed, if they've, uh, they've passed the, you know, the the years amount where they can get into legal trouble. The amazing thing is, you can, you can get enough people now that you can end their career, and and that is a power that, yeah, it's it's been abused lately, and it's just, it's just. You, you, it's coming from uh, uh, other people who think they're privileged. They're, they, you know, they think they're so privileged in their own um, self that they should be able to say this person needs to end. You know, like that, like that, that quote that I said from Vanessa Hudgens. That was some stupid ass shit, and she did come out later and say, you know what, I've been, I've been. I've been kept up at home. I'm going a little stir crazy. I said some dumb shit. I said it in a dumb way. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And I get it. And I think everybody should agree that that was some dumb shit. But go, you know, just because you are a different person in a in a different situation and you're trapped at home or you're going through some shit doesn't mean you need to you need to spend more than two minutes trying to ruin this person's life trying to get them canceled over some stupid shit that just it's a power that people think they have now and it's a privilege and it's it's just audacity that is just astounding to me yeah like have you ever scrolled back in your own social media history like have you ever like have you ever gone back to like when you first got going and everything um <laughs> actually i i, I had two weird. of my accounts deleted uh because of an algorithm so i can't do that <laughs> but um oh fun stuff but i know so there's a, like i i actually still have access to uh my facebook going all the way back to when i first created it back in like 2006 mm-hmm. and uh none of it's uh none of it's like cancel me a lot of it's like kill me because i'm embarrassed like, like oh i guarantee you there's something that's I mean, that someone could say cancel you on but it's dumb it's dumb i mean can you imagine if some of these cancel people went back to the 90s to all those candid interviews of brad pitt and and nicole kidman and everything back then when you know when it was when it was cool to be dumb as a celebrity you know like it, it would it would tear people apart and i mean i i'm the same i i definitely have stuff in my past that i that i've said decisions i've made that i regret i mean i never dropped the n-word or anything like that i didn't go on some racist nazi rant or anything like that but i've made decisions in my life that you know i uh if i could go back i'd change i think everybody has that but it's this it's this arrogance that people have that think that if they're if they're on TV or something, they should be held to a different standard, you know. And it's it it is yeah it is the same thing. Like I get, it's it's events like coronavirus that do bring out classism, and it really does show 
the divide between people, and I think we should be paying attention to that. But you are feeding in to that classism. You, yep. you on one day, you know, are saying, hey, they're no different than us. They're celebrities, but, you know, it's their job. Or if, 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 you're, if you're saying either you believe that they're different and they should be treated different, or you don't. If you believe that they are different and should be treated different, um, then you, uh, you know, then that's uh, I, I don't know what your deal is. But if you believe that they that they shouldn't be treated different just because they're celebrities, if you believe they should be treated just like everybody else, then you have to believe that they, like everybody else, can change, and that what they said a decade ago might not be who they are today. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. And that's just, I don't know. I I don't think we're going to see an end to that stuff anymore because with with the continuing prominence of social media and the uh, the continuing like offended culture that's or the offended generation that's coming up. Like I hate saying this generation or that generation or something like that. But that's but I mean it becomes more poignant like as you go through because like people around our age group are not the people who you're seeing doing this. Like people, like people from people from my generation who like grew up with parents who fucking God, dude, like when George Carlin was like the most famous comedian in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And just some of the shit that he said, I can listen to some of that now and be like, wow, that, Oh my God. Like, well, that's the funny thing is that a lot of his stuff is still up there. But like, if you looked at like, but it's mainly just as like popular clips, mm-hmm. but like, there's just like, it's such a, it's such a culture shift to see these things now because like, I like, we're at a weird age where we're actually seeing like the in-between between, I guess you'd call it the boomer generation to where like they weren't really offended by anything except commies <laughs> and this new generation that is offended by everything but socialists. (laughs) Here's the thing. I mean, there's, there's uh, obviously it's good. It's good that we're calling out people on their shit. It's good that we're not allowing certain jokes to be said anymore and certain content to be laughed at anymore. I think, I think you, I think we feel like we take it too far. No, I I get it. I no, I, I totally, I, I agree. There's a, there's a thing to say, Hey man, you shouldn't be joking about that stuff. There's another thing to be, I am personally offended and must go on a tirade against you. Yeah. I don't I don't really feel personally that there is anything that is off limits uh for a joke. Because like so I I I come from a very self-deprecating humor uh sense sense of humor like um like I I'm, I'm particularly tickled by offensive comedy like like because if you can find something funny in some of those things it kind of takes some of the intensity of like your hatred towards it or something like that might make it a little bit easier to deal with in the long run unless it obviously is something that is particularly pointed to like like i was uh like i was bullied a lot growing up really a lot and and by a lot like i'm understating that like it was a lot um and honestly, through all that, you, you, I kind of got a pretty thick skin. Like you learn to deal with stuff. You learn to, you learn to be able to just kind of like deal with it. Um, so, like, I, it might just be me, 
but like I, I just don't get offended that easily. It's really it's really kind of tough to offend me it, it, when it comes to like something in a joking context, even surrounding certain topics that are considered offensive. Like if somebody is uh, if somebody's making light of rape or something like that and be like, yeah, that's that's not really cool. But like if they're very clearly joking about it and they're not meaning it in a serious fashion, it's really hard for me to jump on the bandwagon and be like, hey, dude, you shouldn't be talking about that because there are situations where some dark humor can actually be helpful. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's just lost on these people who are immediately offended as soon as something like that goes down. Like, I mean, Pete Davidson is a good example. Of this oh my God. Are you reading I, my mind? Are you reading my mind? No, <laughs> I, I no, was literally like, thinking Pete Davidson. So, well, so obviously nine 11 is probably one of the biggest, uh, topics as far as Amer- as far as Americans are concerned, right. that would be considered tabloid. Right. Like, like it's definitely something that they're not going to want people that they're not going to want people joking about. But you see Pete Davidson, who, and, and it might just be because he actually has like an in already. Like as somebody who had a father who died in nine eleven, maybe people are just gonna be like, well, if he can joke about it, like I don't have any room to, I don't have any room to say that. But if you weren't personally affected by it, you shouldn't be joking about it. But I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't give a shit about that. And like, and people tell him jokes about that stuff. Like he was at a roast. I can't, I can't remember whose it was, but he was at a roast where, and he didn't like call that stuff off limits. Like that's something they can do in those roasts on comedy central. Like they can, they can absolutely say to the other people who are writing uh, for the event, they can be like, I absolutely do not want anybody to say anything about this. Like they can, they can do that. I can't say that it's going to be followed a hundred percent, but he doesn't, he doesn't call that shit out. But if there's anybody who should be like directly offended by somebody making a joke about somebody dying in 9-11, it should be the guy who had a father who was killed during 9-11. It's like, yeah, but that guy can find humor in it. And it and I'm pretty sure that like I haven't heard his exact reasonings behind it, but I'm pretty sure that a good part of it is simply because it makes it a little bit less horrible of a memory. I was like, because that's a bleak thing to have to remember. Like, that's a bleak thing to have to go through. And, but being able to have a little bit of humor around it does not take away from the severity of the event that actually happened, but it does kind of lighten the blow about the memories surrounding it. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to remember this, but at least I can have like a little bit of a chuckle while this is going on instead of only remind, only remembering all the bad shit that went down around that. And I was like, you don't feel great about laughing, depending on the joke, but at the same time, it's like, it's still kind of fucking funny. It's kind of hard not to. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all about, it's all about context. It's all about the actual words that yes. you're saying. I mean, like you said, Pete. That's a big Pete, part Pete of it, did, is that context does Right, matter. and he has a personal connection, and you know it, and he knows it, and he said it. He's a fucked up individual. He goes through some shit. He's yeah. gone through some shit, and it's in it. It's clear as day. And when you do watch his jokes, even his nine eleven jokes, if you listen to his jokes, I mean, they're not making fun of the people that died or anything like that. They're they're comedy around a like like take uh, JoJo Rabbit for example. Oops. Everybody thinks you know. Everybody at first thought that that was a comedy. <laughs> making fun of the Holocaust. No, it wasn't. It was a drama that had comedic moments 
in it, you know, with it during the uh, with a backdrop of a horrible time. But if you can recognize that that is that's still appropriate and that can still mean something to you, it's the same way with comedy. There are comedians, however, that you can tell they'll say things out of hate. You can you can tell a joke about a minority, or you can tell a joke about. Uh, a person with a different sexual preference than you out of love and and everybody can enjoy it you can also say something out of hate and that's not a joke that's just you uh thinking that you can get up there and do your little own you know uh you know uh rant in front of a a crowd of people but back in the day you know for every george carlin there was um (laughs) <laughs> I was about to say Bill Cosby as like the safe uh, the safe comedian, but oh, <laughs> obviously oh, nope, not. Gonna work. Obviously not. But there was there was there was the dirty jokers. There was the clean jokers. And if you didn't like the dirty jokers, you didn't go to their show. You went to the clean jokesters no. because because that was your choice. Because you didn't find joy in that, but you certainly didn't waste your time and your energy. Uh, trying to bring those guys down, you know, that's just dumb. See, that's the thing that that's the thing that really bugs me is that now more than ever, it is so much easier with the technology that we have to ignore certain people or to block certain people out of your life. So easy. But this is the time where more and more people are getting are getting so much more offended about it. Like you you brought up an interesting point, like like Jojo Rabbit. I don't know why that this memory caught caught in my head, but um, have you ever seen? Uh, it's an it's an it's a Mel Brooks film. It's actually somewhat more recent than than his normal stuff. I think it was uh, I think it was like early two thousands. But it's called The Producers. Oh yeah, got Nathan yeah. Lane and Matthew of Broderick. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So for those of you who haven't seen it, I absolutely recommend it. Yes, it is a musical, but it's it's actually really funny. Uh, because because it's planned around a comedy, but it's based off of a a Hollywood producer and his accountant, who, like. Or not a Hollywood producer, a uh, a Broadway producer. Uh, important distinction. Uh, but they end up finding out that uh, like through some, well, the accountant ends up discovering something that isn't actually true. But for the plot to move the plot forward in the movie, he finds out that uh, you could actually make more money uh, if your play flopped um, than if you than if you had a hit. Now uh, they don't they don't go too far into explaining how. Um, because because eventually you're going to end up running into some logical fallacies, but um, so their entire objective is to write a movie based off of that is absolutely going to bomb on its first day in Broadway. Uh, like they were going to raise a bunch of money, then they were going to have it bomb and be like, okay, we don't have any money to pay anything back, and they were going to pocket all that cash. Yeah. Um, so they end up choosing a film written by like. Or not a film. I keep saying it's a film, but it's not. Uh, they choose a play uh, called "Springtime for Hitler," <laughs> which is a, which is intended in the script to glorify uh, the Nazi Party and Hitler. Um, and uh, but things don't necessarily go according to plan. Uh, I really, I, it's kind of hard to leave it to go any further without jumping into spoiler territory, but. I mean, it's got Nathan Lane, uh, Matthew Broderick, Uma Thurman is in it. Like, like it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. 
Um, and it, yes, it is a musical, but it's really well put together. And it's Mel Brooks. Like if you're familiar with Mel Brooks's style of comedy, like you're, you're probably going to enjoy this film, but like a big bulk of that is specifically around writing something that would end up being so like, they tried to find the most horrible play that they possibly could. And they find a play that glorifies Hitler, but because the way the play is cast it doesn't necessarily go down that way. I can t- I can tell you that people aren't offended. <laughs> um, like it doesn't like it doesn't have the it doesn't have the effect that they were hoping mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like can you imagine if somebody had like like so that was what Jojo Rabbit actually made me think of. It made me think of the producers because it was a comedy based around that. They weren't glorifying Hitler or anything like that. In fact, if anything, they made him look just more and more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, can you imagine something like that? Like even the the sheer reference to something like that, even in a joking manner, like people did not think that Jojo Rabbit was gonna go right. But like that isn't that is a good beacon of hope that we're still capable of uh, writing satire mm-hmm. and uh, and have it not be like I, like honestly i really don't i really didn't see any like blowback for that movie there wasn't there was a lot of initial but then either just people didn't go see it or word of mouth spread after people went and saw it i i still know people that are like the hell you went you saw that movie uh like i was uh, my grandma got really mad at me and then uh, i had my mom watch it and she explained it and my grandma was like oh that actually sounds like a really good movie but i could understand especially older generations seeing that uh because the the way the trailers made it look like there was nothing in the trailers for that movie that gave you any hint of how deep that drama went i mean there were times i got teared up in that film there were times that i was like jaw on the floor shocked by the 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 things they did in that film and i was just like i did not expect any of this you know so i mean that's part of the way it was advertised and and people will see what they want to see but you know i mean they had me at taika watiti so yeah but you know i mean that's still that's not a that's not a household name outside of marvel fans um that's still that's still a name that's growing and i i hope it grows even more but you know, again, he's known for wacky comedies. He's not known for dramas. He's not. Now I hope he no. is, cause, cause he he made this movie and it was moving. And I hope that people were will allow him to, to to you know push the the buttons even more. But at the same time, like, did people forget about the 1940 Charlie Chaplin movie, The Great Dictator? Like, this is not the first time we've had a comedy satire movie around Hitler. It's not. And that's Harold is one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> so if they could do it, you know, 80 years ago, uh, then they could do it in 2019, 2020. Yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, we went off on a whole thing about cancel culture, but you know, I'm just telling you, man, like, it is understandable. Well, that's why we're here. Yeah, it is understandable why we're here to a why bit. an epidemic like this, a pandemic like this, really gets people in their heads and and looking at classism and everything because there is a big divide and it's crazy. But you know, if you're already in that mindset that you don't like that some people are so much richer than you, then you couldn't comprehend that. 
Don't follow them on Facebook. Don't treat them like idols if you've got this inside you. You know, I th- I think a I think a, a part of of growing older is to learn not to give a shit about so much stuff anymore and to not let everything offend you and just to like just to live and know that there are things that you're just not going to achieve. There's things that you're not going to know about. And if you're that like sensitive to the fact that there's someone out there that's living a better life than you, maybe don't follow them on Facebook and wait for them to do something that you can call them out on, you know, unless they're doing some evil shit. Maybe don't surround yourself with the people that will set you off. It doesn't make sense for you to do that. Well, and first of all, like the intended effect that I think these people are hoping to have probably isn't going to end up happening. So, I mean, it's a wasted effort in and of itself. But also, like, if you have a real problem with today's current wealth and equity, bashing on people in the entertainment sector, like rich celebrities, is really not going to end up being the way to go uh, because they are not the source of this problem. (laughs) They're not. They Um, might profit from it, but they're not. Um, Well, a lot of people, a lot of people, even people who aren't completely... Uh, who aren't super rich are probably going to be profiting off mm-hmm. of it. But like, if you really want to take a stab at wealth inequality, I mean, maybe stop shopping at Amazon. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, like, like there's, 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 there's more that somebody could do. Who's actually angry about wealth inequality than bitching about a celebrity singing. Imagine on Twitter yeah. in the middle of a coronavirus yeah. epidemic. Now I can understand like, some it's people just not going to, it's just not going to when, when a Cardassian, goes and and gets tested for a coronavirus when she has no symptoms or any real credible reason to go get tested and then you see another headline yeah. about um about uh, primary care doctors worrying about if they're going to have enough tests that I can I can see like you know don't if you you know <laughs> um it, don't don't throw that. The Kardashians aren't exactly a source of great, yeah, uh, great morality either. And they though. don't so, hold I mean, shit not, back. I'm, like I wasn't surprised at all when I saw right, that. They don't like, hold shit back. Like if they if they felt the need to go get tested, go get tested. But don't throw your wealth in everybody's face. Like if you if you had a scare and you really did feel like you needed to go do it, then go do it. I'm not gonna tell you, fuck you, don't go do it. But don't don't plaster it in front of everyone's face when you know that the majority of your fans are nowhere near there is no rich person that gives a shit about the kardashians it's all people that are lower than low class and they know that and they feed off that and don't rub it in their face expense especially when things are so tense right now and then wonder why they get mad about it like that's just it's just common sense unfortunately that's their Unfortunately, that's their empire. It's like the Kardashians have proved out of anybody that all press is good press. It does not matter what gets you talking about them as long as you're talking about them. Yeah. And so, like, this is like, but like, they've they've become so ingrained in stuff like that that I don't even think they think about it when they're doing it, because that like to them there's just no consequences. Like, it just doesn't matter. It's not hurting their bottom line. It's not hurting their money or anything yeah. like that. It's like it's the same uh-huh. thing when uh people were going off on Nike. Nike could have given a fuck that people were mad about. Like, I can't remember his name, but they had him in an ad and he was kneeling. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Like yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. 
Um, the, Nike didn't give a shit if you were burning your jersey or throwing your shoes in the dumpster. First of all, you already paid for that stuff. Yeah, you just you just look <laughs> like a dumbass on on social. Yeah, like, you uh, whatever message like, you thought you were sending, buddy, <laughs> it's just yeah, it didn't work. Like, that's actually a really that's actually a really good example of this cancel culture's uh, real effect. There isn't yeah. one. There isn't yeah. one. For like, I brought up Kevin Hart pretty early on in the cancel culture talk like he has not slowed down at all just because people got all grumpy about him hosting the oscars and he had like one homophobic tweet which i you can't even say that it was homophobic it was literally just a like a gay joke like or a joke about his kid about his kid being gay like really really not even like sure the joke itself if he was being serious is homophobic but it wasn't a homophobic thing it but yeah well like, you look at him now i mean like, yeah that that I had a I had a little bit of heat to deal with for a little bit, but after that, like no, he's been in, he's still in blockbuster movies right now. Well, he like still selling out football stadiums for his comedy shows. Like, it's like yeah, like yeah, didn't didn't hurt him. At I all. I mean I don't want to give that story more time now years later, but you know, uh, if if you were to take the text of his joke and you were to give it to a man that's not a comedian. And have him scream it at a bunch of people, then yeah, it would be homophobic, and 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 just just because he's a comedian doesn't mean that he can't be a homophobic person and that his jokes can't be homophobic. But here's the thing, he no. but here's the thing, no. he's he didn't say that the day before the Oscars. He said that years in the past, and he has apologized over those years and he has grown over those years that job that joke isn't in his current circuit of jokes he hasn't said that joke in years since that he said he's sorry time and time again and it, no. and he wasn't he wasn't taking a stand against uh gay people he wasn't he wasn't going out there and saying fuck you if you're gay i want to be in the oscars he was saying i will not bow down to someone who just happened to come upon that clip and think that they have power over me when I've already done my due diligence time and time again to say I'm sorry to people. I he said he was sorry yep. to people and and he said uh, and he said he meant it then and he means it now, but I'm not going to say it to every single person that comes up and believes that they're owed it. You know, there's a there's a time for it and then yep. you need to move on. And he needs just like he moved on. And that was that was a thing that certain stubborn people just couldn't get past, and they and they and they wanted they wanted to be in the limelight, and they wanted him to be out of the limelight. But I mean, again, that that is yeah, that didn't speaks work, to that privilege. <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work, and I'm glad it didn't just, work. Unfortunately, it has ruined some other people, or it has put them in the dark for a while. Some of those people should be in the dark. Some of those people need to learn. Some of those people, I thought it was unfair of, but we could talk five podcasts about that but i mean one more thing about coronavirus is um you know i'm glad it's not picking up too much traction but you know there's that story about mitt romney who wants the government to give air very american a thousand dollars during this crisis and i'm glad this isn't picking up uh that much steam because uh It's typical for this uh, rich. I don't know. Like, be... It's not. It's not pick. There's some people picking up on that, but it's not picking up that much steam. But it, all I see is some uber, uber, uber rich guy saying, 
give out a couple bucks to the poor, it'll solve other problems. Because $1,000 to someone like Mitt Romney is pennies. And he believes that pennies will solve people's problems. We, we were just talking about that dude, Matt Coven, in Tennessee, who, who went to multiple stores in multiple states and bought up all the shit, all the hand sanitizers, all yep. the wipes, and he got in trouble. Amazon pulled his, things, uh, pulled his listings because they were price gouging. The state attorney general um, reached out to him and forced him to um, donate all of his stuff for price gouging. They said what he was doing was illegal. Okay, but here's the flip side of that. I went to a grocery store yesterday with my wife to get some groceries. And we do have a, a, a good little supply of toilet paper because we, we shop at Costco. So we, we have some, but we're like, you know what? Things could get crazy over the next couple of weeks. We should see if there's any here. Maybe we'll pick up a package. They had, they had a little bit there. They did. And for 12 rolls of toilet paper, they were charging $29. For 12 rolls of toilet paper. Now, why is it okay for them to price gouge and to profit off the demand for an item? But it's not okay for a civilian to do it. Oh, no, 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 no. This was not Costco. I did not say that. No, we've shopped at Costco in the past. We've got our... I'm not going to name the the grocery store. This was not Costco. Um yeah, no, okay. uh, but we were at a grocery store, not Costco, but I'm not going to name them, but they were selling it at $29 for 12 rolls, and I don't understand why that's not illegal. I mean, clearly, they're there to profit, and we see stores like Walmart who are now saying that they're going to limit items per customer. Well, <laughs> a little late now, right? You've already made all your money over the last three weeks of chaos. You let people go out with three shopping carts full of that stuff. Because you were making your money. So it's a little late now to come off as virtuous. But so it was it was actually pretty funny. It's uh like somebody edited in a gif. Uh, it was a, a pallet of uh toilet paper being brought in. Like they didn't even unwrap didn't even take it out of the plastic or anything like that. It came right off the truck, took it in a pallet jack, just set it on the store floor, and people are just tearing away at the plastic to get into like it. Like Black Friday. And somebody edited in the, the walking dead zo- the walking dead zombies. Uh, eating. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like the sound, like the sound of walking. It was, it was so good. Like it was, it, it was, is. Com- that it was is perfect, perfect context. That is perfect. Because the people weren't, the people weren't like freaking out to get at it or anything like that. Like that, that stage has finally like ceased. Mm-hmm. Now it's people like, all right, cool. There's more here. We need some. And you know what? But, you can't, that, but you can't it. control the. I mean, you could try to put limits on it, like Walmart's doing now. I think that's smart. I think you know, you sh- there should be limits per person of how much they can take. I think that's great. I think they should have done it three weeks ago. But I, I'm glad they're doing it now. But I don't understand how we can unanimously persecute an individual like this guy. And yeah, he said he's been doing it for a while with anything that comes up in high demand. He's still an asshole. I'm not defending him. He 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 was an asshole doing an asshole thing. But we called him out and said what he was doing was illegal. But for some reason, we're allowing the stores to do it the same. There's no reason a, a, a thing of 12 rolls of toilet paper should be $29 when it was uh, $12, $13 three weeks ago. That is that is wrong. And I and I, and shame on these yeah. companies and shame on the governments that are they're trying to do a quick win with calling out the little guy. And, you know, the dude may be an asshole, but compared to these grocery stores, 
He is a little guy, and he was just doing the same thing, trying to capitalize on demand. They're both assholes, but I believe they both should be prosecuted. And, you know, shame on you if you're trying to profit, whether you're an individual or a company. Well, I think the Coven guy in Tennessee got a pretty adequate punishment given the con- the current climate. He did. Uh, because he did, because he did lose out on like what was it like eighteen thousand dollars? Uh, yeah, it, it, that's uh, only if he, if he he bought eighteen thousand bottles of san of hand sanitizer. It didn't say eighteen thousand dollars worth. It said eighteen thousand bottles. So he could have spent more than that. And I mean, he was yeah. clearly banking on making a lot of money. And um, you know, he might have got away with it. He didn't. He's still an asshole. I'm glad he didn't. But I was like, this store that I walked into is no different. But I'm tired well, of talking um, about coronavirus. So we got to move on. Time, <laughs> yeah, because uh, we're already in an hour here. So I know, to, I know. We got to talk about some nice stuff at quick. the end of this. I was like, yeah, I've I've actually got to run and grab some food. But like, I really wanted to like, because I'm for some reason what I ate today before we got started was just like nothing. Oh. Like it did nothing for me. Whatsoever. Sorry to hear that. Why? Um, but in the last episode, we but in the last episode we talked about uh, some streaming options that everybody's mm-hmm. got. Um, did you end up checking any of them out? I did. Um, did you jump on any of like? It's only been like it's only been like two days since we last recorded with each other. Before. I know, but like like you've said in the past, you know, I've I've been working from home a lot lately, and I've got a couple monitors, so I've been having something play in the background, or even more so lately, man. When I get off of work, I'm still working crazy hard at home, and it's still really stressful. And I work for a nonprofit, so my stress levels are fucking crazy right now. They're through the roof. And so I have been binging the shit out of some shows until like 1 a.m. every morning. So I've been knocking out some stuff. So I've seen some stuff. (laughs) Just since the last time we talked, I've seen a lot of stuff. So... I I haven't gotten the chance to check out much of anything because I've been working on my doc series that I'm that I'm filming on. Mm. So, and it's hard for me to watch something new when I'm editing on that because I've got the like the audio bouncing between back and forth through there. Well, yeah, that that would make it hard. Like if I'm watching something new, I want to be able to at least pay like relative attention to it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I haven't I haven't had the chance to check anything out new. But well, let me tell you what I I'm watched. Be I'll give you some stuff up this weekend. I'll give so. you a couple suggestions. First of all, I watched. I binged the whole uh, first season of Lock and Key, and uh, Wendy over at uh, Legend Comics. This is like this is based on her like f- most favorite comic. It's one of those things that she discovered on her own, and and she loves it so much. And we were talking a couple weeks back when I went in to pick up my comics, and I asked her what she thought about it, and she said it wasn't as dark as the comics. But it was really good, and she really liked it. And I haven't read the comics, but it's written by Joe Hill, the son of uh, Stephen King. And I've heard they're good. So I ended up watching the show, and I thought the show was pretty dark. I mean, it wasn't crazy, crazy dark, but I was really entertained. Um, The actors were great. It's got one of the actors uh, from the It series, the little boy that lost his arm. Um, And it's got uh, some other actors that I've seen in other shows. And it was it was kind of cool. It was about a, a house with a lot of keys and 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 some dark forces and and some shit that went down with their parents. It was very it had a lot of it vibes and Stephen King vibes. And you can tell he's the son of Stephen King because he writes a lot of the same a lot of the same notes. It's not copycatting his dad, 
Um, but yeah, it's a lot of the same notes. And so I really like that show. I'd suggest it. Um, I watched an anime series that's quite old, but it just popped up on Netflix called No Game, No Life, um, which was kind of fun. It was about a brother and sister uh, duo who were unstoppable gamers. No matter what game they were playing, they were just known as unbeatable. And um, somehow this young, it's not a kid, but it looks like a kid, um, runs this alternate reality, this world that he's basically God in, and he brings the siblings over to this world, and everything is run by games. It's all games, and there's factions, and if you have an argument with somebody, there's rules, and you have to you have to play a game to solve it and everything. And so each episode, there's new games, and there's new rules, and you're finding how these almost like mathematicians uh, with the with the brother and sister figure out ways to win those games. So the, it can be really smart at times, and it was really cool. Um, and then it had a prequel movie called No Game, No Life Zero that the uh, production quality went up crazy, and the visuals were amazing. Uh, and it was kind of a cool story. It's, it's typical um, anime in that there's some weird stuff in it. There's kind of a weird vibe that they hint at between the siblings every once in a while. It kind of, you know, it never crosses the line, but there's a lot of anime that always, you know, plays with semi-nudity or semi-suggestions, but never crosses the line. But it's it's for those those guys that just need a tease of that or something. So that's in there, but for the most part, it was good. Um, and then the last thing that I watched was the Altered Carbon Resleeved animated movie. And whether or not you've seen... Uh, the Altered Carbon Season 1 and 2 shows that are live action. This one kind of could be like after those or in between those, but it's it's it stars the same character in a different body. That's kind of the thing with Altered Carbon. You, you go into different bodies called sleeves. And so um, this is way in the future, and this one involves him in a body and doing a job where he has to protect this tattoo artist for the Yakuza in the future, and there's a lot of really cool tech ninjas that are trying to kill her, and it's crazy violent, and it's crazy fun, and the animation's really cool, and it was a short and sweet movie um, that was heavy R, and I enjoyed it. So, so far, I've been enjoying all the stuff I've been streaming. Good deal. I am... I am going to really hit uh westworld season two pretty hard yeah 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 do it uh so i'm all good and caught up for season three so we can start talking about that as soon as possible mm-hmm. um and then i'm i'm going to try and finish uh i'm going to try and finish the witcher and start up on dirty money uh season two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh because i'm because i'm a sucker for stuff like that but yeah the witcher uh, like I, I probably need to start over because it's actually been a while since we watched the first episode. Um, but I don't know. Like it's it's only an eight episode season, so it should be. I mean, it's it's kind of sad that I can say, oh, that should be relatively <laughs> easy to binge because it's like eight hours. But but no, that's uh, that's that's the goal I'm going for. Um, I did rewatch uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I watched it in the background, so, so, like with significant pauses. But I didn't hate it quite as much as I did when I first saw it in the theater. Like I, didn't, I actually didn't hate it. Like it's like it was it was fine. Like it was it was just fine. Well, I'm sure it helps that you um, could control the volume levels. 
Yes, yes, that was that was a big that was a big plus. Um, like it, it was actually it was actually pretty interesting to see just kind of like them get into the lore and stuff like that and see like this empire that they're gonna try and build with all these movies. Um, but yeah, I, like I lowered my expectations this time around. I was just like, all right, we're I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch it. It's gonna be monster destruction and stuff like that, and that's really all I should be expecting. And yeah. And it was you, fine. Like after that, you're like you saw well, the scene if you, after the if you credits, right? You try to right? ignore all like the the logical stuff that you wanna that you wanna break off. Like, like how oh, how are they that close to a nuclear explosion <laughs> and not blinded or destroyed? Or yeah. Anything? Like when you can get past shit like that, it's yeah. Okay, don't but, apply logic to um, that. Movie. And yes, I did watch the uh, the end credit sequence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which honestly, honestly seeing, uh, fuck it, I'm gonna say the spoiler. It was like honestly seeing a teaser for Mecha Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. It what really wasn't surprising at all. Um, it really, really didn't shock me in the slightest. And honestly, fuck yes, give me that. now. Like, I'm like I'm ready now. Like I probably won't see the next one in the theater until like a matinee or something like that. But yeah, like it, it was enough to. I mean, if he if he makes an appearance in uh, Godzilla's versus Kong, because I think that's the next one they're yeah. going for. I would um, think so. I think. But I yeah, think you then, you knows? would be you wouldn't be a fool to bet money on that that it's gonna be Godzilla versus Kong, but then by the end of the movie they're gonna have to team up to fight a bigger bad. Like that's just that is the formula, that is the age old. It's gonna happen, and if there's gonna be a bigger bad, it might as yeah, well be that I big bad. That. And otherwise, I don't understand why they would tease it. So, I think it's coming. I think it's pretty clear that it's coming. Could be wrong. Well, I'm. I can't. I can't say I'm excited, but I think it'll be a good time. Like, cause I'll I'll go in with my expectations like down low again. Cause for some reason I keep going into movies with like expect like high expectations to be like moved or fully entertained. It's like I just I can't expect that from everything, especially not like a monster crash and bash destruction. Movie. Yeah, if you like, can if you can really do something to clear your mind. And just go into every single <laughs> like, film with the lowest of expectations. It's almost it's almost guaranteed that you'll have a better time, <laughs> you know. And I've it's like I just need I need to like I need to watch the room before every like new movie that I <laughs> yes. That just I watch some bottom of the barrel like C movie. Like, Fuck it, can't get worse than Samurai Cop. <laughs> like we'll be fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. All right. Well. Um, you know what, Nerf Herders? That's going to wrap it up for this episode because I am starving. Like, you can't hear it through the mic, but my stomach's actually rumbling. So I need to get some... I don't know. This meal was, like, mostly carbs because I'm not back on keto yet. And so I don't think it was just... I just don't think you it was get satisfying. that out of your system, buddy. Hurry up. I know. I got to work on it. But, like, when we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's kind of hard for me to be, like, super excited about staying on a strict uh, diet. Yeah. Oh, I, I understand. I've been doing some like, stress eating myself. So, yep yeah it's gonna be tough but um yeah tune in next time nerf herders where we will talk about uh hopefully not a fuckload of corona bullshit again yeah i mean hopefully hopefully we get some new news it's hard not to but you know yeah if you if there's something you guys want us to talk about uh send us a message put it in the comments put it on facebook i i want to make sure that you as a listener is, is getting something out of this as well and uh and I am getting tired of talking about Corona. It's just, it's so easy because it's all you see now. Um, and we found a way to oh, make it juicy. relate to 
Hollywood and stuff like that. But yeah, let's talk about some other shit. So give us some shit to talk about, and we'll talk about it, man. Let's do it. Indeed. Um, so yeah, we will. Uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. We will catch you guys next time. Yep. Take it Later. easy. Later.